0: You are listening to the premier giant podcast. I'm your host Noah and I'm here with my buddy John. John is a business owner. He owns a huge uh, freight service business in Franklin, right? It's medium sized small company. okay. Uh, John is pretty he's a pretty wealthy guy. Um, but here's John's backstory. You are currently in legal trouble, right? Yeah, I'm a house arrest. It seems like legal issues seem to follow you wherever you go for some reason.
1: Yeah, it's a habitual traffic violator thing Indiana has. Once you get on it, you're on it for life. You're stuck. I've been on it since I was 26. Yeah. I'm, almost, I'm 44 now, so it's almost 20 years.
0: It seems like no matter what happens, there's there's always something that comes back to get you, you know? And I remember last, was it last? No, it was 2017 when you called me and you were like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm getting arrested, man. You
1: need to come over. Yeah, I'm a four-wheeler. Yeah. In the street, the same street the kids ride.
0: So why don't you tell me a little bit about what happened? Actually, let's start. Let's go way back. Let's go way back to 2000.
1: The first time? Let's go back to, yeah, the first issue you had. All right, when I was put on the habitual traffic violator, HTV for short, I was uh, 26 years old. Okay. And I, I got my driver's license when I was 16. You know, I did driver's ed and all that. And so I got right when I was 16. And from between you know, 16 to 26, I got 10 tickets. One 10 tickets? Yes, but I just paid them all. I always had my insurance. I always paid my tickets. And I and then they added in one major. When I was stupid, a 20-year-old idiot, Broderpool. Mm-hmm. I got DWI. But uh, that didn't really affect me until I turned 26, and I didn't know if I got one more ticket that year, I'd lose my license for five and be a habitual traffic violator. I had no clue. And I got a ticket, and then I got a notice in the mail that said, in two months, you're going to lose your license for five years. And that just started to ball rolling until, you know, eventually getting pulled over and put on life.
0: And you were married back this time, right? The first uh, time. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could, if you could, like, If you could say there's a root to this, what would it be? Would it be a vice you have, like alcohol, drugs, you know, addiction
1: of some sort that leads you? Yeah, I mean, I've always battled addiction. I've, you know, my main addiction's opiates, and you know, I've been pretty much clean since '07.
0: Clean off that, yeah.
1: I'm at one relapse in for two months, but I've been clean.
0: But it's it seems like now like this past couple times has been alcohol. So no, I wasn't drinking. Yeah, when you so you got the first DUI, then you got a second one, and that put you in prison, right?
1: No, I, I mean I, I told you I got put on an habitual traffic violator. Yeah. All right, and then uh, well, my dumbass kept on driving because my attorney, I hired an attorney because my license, I still had two months to drive. Uh huh and I hired this guy his name is Hank Dean don't ever get him in a Hank train. Dean he will not do anything he'll just take your money okay. and says he does <laughs> stuff but he told me he was going to get some tickets pulled and get my license reinstated and he said don't worry about it just keep on driving and uh, I did and I was in Carmel where I used to live and cop ran my plates came up official traffic violator he pulled me over and I blew barely over the legal limit and so I had a DWI and a you know HTV and that time they charged me felony for life
0: really and that's why sent you to prison
1: no it was after that yeah that was uh 2012 2011
0: I think it was 2011 is when it first happened well yeah because that's when I met you it was 2011
1: okay yeah it was uh like the when I first started target Lauren yeah it was coming back from Joe's and uh, in the dually the Ford and uh it was was so stupid I did a burnout Right at the end of the exit. Oh, gosh. And I didn't look before I did the burnout. And right on the other side of the median was three cops. Oh, wow. And so I just booked it on home. I was right around the corner. And she was in the car with you? And no, she. I oh. was behind her. Oh. I just booked it on home. I a matter of fact, I passed her. I ditched it in the driveway. I almost got to the front door to get in the house. Uh-huh. And that's when the cops started rolling up and getting me. So that sent you to prison. That put me on, uh, yeah. It Eventually. When I you know, violated, yeah. You know. So, my cur- what I'm curious about is prison
0: for you, because a lot of people have like misconceptions about it. Prison
1: sucks. Yeah, I'm sure it does. It's just, it's horrible. I, I mean, you give up all your freedoms, but I, you have to make it what you can. So, when you're in there, it, it changes you, it changes everybody, mm-hmm. especially if you do a year at least. Oh, yeah. I did 13 months, you know, a year and a month. I mean, If you're in and out there in a month, you're fine. But if you're in there for an extended period of time and you actually get into the rigmarole of playing the game, I guess. How long
0: were you in there again?
1: 13 months.
0: And it was supposed to be, like, what was your charge?
1: Uh, My charge was uh, my backup time on one, two-do-one, and then why I violated was because I picked up another HTV and I got a two-do-one for that. So really I had a four-do-two to two years. Yeah. And I I was going to get a six six months of it time cut, so that knocks it down to a year and a half, and then I got six months modified to uh, work release. So, actually, I didn't get the full six-month time cut because the class didn't get done on time, so I only got five months of it. That's why I got 13 months in prison instead of, you know, 12. So... Let's go through this,
0: because there's a lot of people that struggle with this, and there's people like me who I know, obviously I know you, you're a good friend of mine, but I still don't understand the experience of it, because I've never been to prison, you know? So let's Uh-oh. let's go through the system, okay? So they arrest you, obviously.
1: Well, I was in court. You uh, go to court. I was in court, and they took me from court, which I knew they were going to do. I was ready. Uh, I, matter of fact, I dodged Shelby County for two weeks because I, I didn't want to get arrested and then go to court, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I just went in and, uh, yeah, they took everything off, I guess an omen, they took my wedding ring, uh, yeah, they locked me up in Marion County and if anybody's ever been locked up in Marion County, that is the worst place. Pretty rough. Uh, yeah, I mean Hamilton County is nice and clean. Yeah, but they don't feed you. Marion County is dirty as hell, but at least they give you food.
0: What 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 makes it so rough, though? Just the violence, like the different kind of criminals. Oh, in yeah, it, it?
1: it's rough that way. But um, I mean, you can't say it because there's more black people. Most of the black guys I met in prison are the best people. Yeah, and the white guys are just gangbangers. But uh, uh, they're just dirty. It's there's this one tank in the bottom where everybody goes in and out of. And when you're coming in or going out, I, I swear to God, I've been in that thing six times, and it just smells like rotten piss. Really? Just rotten. And if you, and it's like a long uh, cell, and everybody's up by the door because the farther you go back in, the worse the smell is. And you go around, and there's three broken, broken toilets. And they've been broken since I was there in 91. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, come on. So how long did how long did you have to stay there? Uh, matter of fact, I thought I was going to be there a few days because I remember I was locked up for a few days in Hamilton County. And the guys were waiting like months to go to go to DOC, uh-huh. and uh, I was out there the next morning. They had me on a bus over to uh, DOC RDC, which is the intake center. Yeah, that is hardcore. That is like a shock.
0: It's almost like going to. <laughs>
1: I hate to say it, but like a
0: concentration camp
1: where here's you know, your clothes, go to the left or right. And- what's funny was that Imagine Dragons song mm-hmm. just was just out on the radio. Yeah, you know, I'm waking up a prison radioactive, bus. Radioactive, yeah, or, yeah. That Radioactive song. I mean, it was literally just like that song. I mean, it's just boom hits you in the face. So is this the biggest? The next thing you, you, they take all everything away from you, and mm-hmm. all you have is a six inch by six inch fucking rag. Really, butt naked, a rag. Yeah, when they take you to RDC, they take uh-huh. everything off you that came from the county. Yeah, and they and you have a rag, so they can you know body search you and check you, shower you, uh-huh. and all of us grown men with a six by six inch rag just to
0: cover your junk basically. Basically, but yeah.
1: we're supposed to dry our bodies off with it. Oh wow, it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, yeah. Every, uh, one tip when you're in prison or if you ever get locked up. Uh, God, I hope you don't. Hope I don't. <laughs> Always shower when you get the chance.
0: Yeah. Just they're few and far between, aren't just,
1: they? Uh, I mean, there's it's one of the, like the guilty pleasures I think. In there, it's just nice, warm, hot water and soap, yeah. and you smell that cleanly smell. It's just nice, but you know when you're getting transferred place to place to place, you don't know when you're gonna get the shower. So, let's go
0: back. Let's reverse a little bit. You got a hold of the company that you have now.
1: When what year was that? When you started? I started working at previous company before my company in 92 when did you acquire the company you have now actually technically 91 um 99
0: 99 so there was a good 10 years there uh 99 to 2011 10 or 12 years were you facing any kind of trouble during that period that was as big as this or was this kind of like the culmination of everything
1: I really, uh it's kind of yeah it all came crashing down and right when i turned. 26 or so right around you know 2000 uh that's when you know all the tickets and I get hit with the Mitchell violator. I mean I would not be in the mess I'm in right now Mm -hmm. if I wouldn't have been a Mitchell if I would have had that fixed at the time you know when I was 26 if I would have hired the right attorney yeah my attorney I have now Fred Viana big pro shout out Fred awesome hire uh he would have fixed it. I would not have this problem. I would not be in and out of jail for whatever. Because
0: right? they, they see the habitual, and they, they just assume, well, he's not going to change. It's it's screw felony. him, it's, right?
1: It's not just driving on suspended. It's felony. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right up there with uh, battery. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's nonviolent, but it's still, the it, it charges and everything carry the same.
0: So, going we're going to Tarantino this and go forward again. You're in prison now. Hmm. <laughs> What was a daily regimen like, if you could walk me through?
1: Selling drugs. Selling drugs? Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, when I first got there, I liked it because I was in K-Dorm. Well, I sleep at me like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, They didn't give me my CPAP machine right away, so I spent a month or a month and a half in K-Dorm, which is separate. Wait, New-
0: wait, wait. They took a month to give you your CPAP machine? Yeah. How is that
1: humane? Uh, they don't care. I can't even go a night without it, dude. They don't care. I went a month and a half without sleep, basically. You could well, literally die. I know. I had to sleep in my stomach and wow. all that kind of stuff. But uh, we did have we had a regimen, and we went to the gym at, every day at the same time. And then we ate the same. Everything was like right, boom, 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 Yeah. And once you have a ritual like that, it's perfect. It's, it's ty-
0: almost militaristic, you, right? You can like, get
1: time to go by. You can get a little yeah. routine going. And then uh, I got my CPAP. But they had to move me to get to a, a cell where I could plug it in. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's all open dorm there, but get to a place where I could plug it in, and that's a dorm. Well, a and B dorms got a couple, but let's not go into that story. A dorm is where all the wheelchairs are, all the people that are handicapped, yeah. whatnot. But also Newcastle is a sex offender prison. Uh, all of the uh, general population there is all sex offenders.
0: They keep them separate because they get stabbed pretty quick, right. right,
1: and they give them but they also filed a lawsuit to be put in general population, so they basically won their own prison, really, so Newcastle's their own prison, and when I was there, they kept me segregated from gin pop mm-hmm. with with the people like me short term, and then I got put in with you know I was in there with baby rapers and murderers,, Whew.
0: dude, that is so messed up, just it- sleeping next to those people, you know i couldn't imagine yeah so and this is just a random thought but they gave you your CPAP machine did they do anything like take it away during the day so you didn't like hang yourself with it no did no did they go that far no, uh, no. Prison,
1: prison it was a kind of a trip to me because i was so used to county jails and they don't give you anything county jails like even like a rubber pin, you know yeah and you can only hold your razor for so long in, in actual prison you can have coke cans really yeah and can, huh. you know canned goods and uh, you can go uh, to the commissary and buy stuff and, and uh, you can keep your own razor and your own thing you get batteries you got radios probably got do radios. you think
0: that was because you weren't in the violent offenders though you were, yeah, it was you just, were more civil it was like, level two well yeah. technically
1: level three yeah uh, it, I was labeled a level two but it's a level three camp Put it that way. For
0: people with addiction and it's it's not like they're murderers. You're not I in was there in there
1: with... with murderers. Really? But they had done so much time on good behavior, they got, you know, they got re-
0: trusted a little more. You know they
1: yeah, they you know they lower their level. Yeah. You know, like the guy, uh since he was just plain handicapped and couldn't really move, sleeping across from me, it was mm-hmm. a quadruple harmless. I mean he killed four people.
0: Jeez. Yeah. He was, was he handicapped when he
1: did it? No. Oh but in this time in his life. Yeah. He, he could barely move. So he was like really old. He shit himself a couple times in his bed. Oh, God. I know. It was my job, though, to clean it up. <laughs> oh, man. Because I picked up a job with wheelchair pushers with a shortener, but it was usually a utility worker. Uh-huh. And I have to clean him up, help him get showered and all that stuff. I told him, dude, wake me up. That's terrible. You know, the second time he did it, God damn, I was mad. Yeah. I said, man, I would rather you wake me up. So you don't have to
0: clean it up, right? That's like punishment. So you get uh, you get up, you have your breakfast, right? You get your workout in early in the day.
1: Well, and now when I got over Aidor, my, my workout just because you know, it it changed. It got a rotating schedule, so the mm-hmm. gym was a different time every day. And do you think they do that to prevent like, like breakouts 10 o'clock and o'clock at stuff? night? You know, and sometimes at five in the morning, it was so stupid. Do you think
0: they do that to prevent like schemes and breakouts and stuff? They do
1: that to get all the dorms because there's more dorms than there is a gym uh-huh. I guess to get everybody to go it's it, I, I don't know I, I maybe partly like, can't scheme but in K dorm when I was there they always had the gym at the same time you know it was all nice and neat mm. and then I moved over there and you have this 10 day schedule it, it revolves and your lunch and all that stuff is on the schedule
0: now where was this prison?
1: Newcastle.
0: Newcastle. Okay.
1: It's the one where all the Phoenix people yeah. from Arizona, Bahonix. Yeah. My favorite city.
0: So you were in there 13 months, and did you ever, like, did you go through, like, depression? Just start to think, like, oh, this is, even though it's only 13 months, it must have felt like an eternity, right? Oh,
1: big time, especially, you know, I got my divorce papers mm-hmm. in there. You know, I had no clue. I thought everything was happy go luck you know everything was gonna be perfect she's yeah. gonna be waiting on me when I got out that's the whole reason we got married you know in July uh, was that 2013 20 it's 2013 yeah yeah in July 2013 right right when she could do it I, I went they said mail call or whatever you, know, you have to go get it usually they just bring your mail to you but like certified stuff you have to walk up and so you walk all the way to the front where the visitors are and they hand you this thing, and here I am opening it up, and it's divorce papers. You know, oh, I wow. had to walk across the entire fucking campus.
0: And you were probably expecting something nice, like a letter or something. Yeah, I thought it's like, something good divorce was going to
1: happen, and I was like, this. Mo-. That sucks, dude. You know, my first, you know, anger was first yeah. feeling.
0: It's kind of like military guys. You know, they get married right before they go away, and they just expect everything. They're going to come home to this wife, and it's like... Well, she has a life too. She's going to be home bored, right? You but
1: know. people are different. I mean, some yeah. people can wait. Some people can. Some people
0: can. But yeah. the
1: people that can't, don't lie to the motherfucker and tell him you're going to.
0: Yeah, let's ter- be honest. I, it sucks, dude. That situation's terrible. So, <clears throat> you stayed in that same block your whole time there, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I moved from K to A, and then yeah, with the wheelchairs. That's where I got all the drugs because. Uh, <laughs> You know they come in and give it to them, their drugs and they hide them in their lip. Uh huh. Narotin. Wow. Yeah. So I was selling Narotin throughout the whole campus.
0: What's the craziest thing you
1: experienced when you were there? Uh, smoking cigarettes in the laundry room, and an officer came in and said, "Oh, sorry guys, I'll leave you to," it, and walked out. Just didn't care. Yeah, it was officer. Uh, I don't want to.
0: Don't pod. say his it's name. Pod
1: for short. I won't tell you okay. his name. Dude's awesome.
0: That's hilarious.
1: But I mean, on the same token, Pod always had the respect of us. Yeah. You know, we'd bend over backwards for him. You know, where other officers, they come in, we wouldn't, you know, we'd give them hell. Yeah. Because they're hard asses.
0: Yeah. I mean, you hear about, you know, certain officers kind of, I wouldn't call it friendship, but there's almost like a camaraderie. Because it's like, I'm in here too, dude. I got to work here. Mm. Let's just get along, you know? And I, I feel like that might be. Pretty common.
1: I, I saw a guy die. Uh, I just thought you said the worst thing. I watched a guy get murdered. Holy crap! Let's talk about that because that is
0: interesting. Snitch. Okay.
1: This guy. Do you snitch. know the backstory? All I know is he was a snitch. And okay. I, from my, I was in a dorm, which is the very first one. And then we have windows, and then the cafeteria area, and there's stairs that go up to the top level where medical is and everything. Mm-hmm. Like a big opening. And it's all windows. And the kid was at the top, and the guys that come get him, they had a lock in a sock. You have padlocks for a uh-huh. lockbox under your bunk. They had a lock in a sock, and they just, blam, hit him right upside the head. Cracked oh, his geez. skull open, and he went down the stairs, because he was at the top of the stairs. And by the time he hit the bottom, his, his head was smashed open, and just blood gushing oh all over. God, dude. Oh, yeah, he was dead as a doornail. Instantly, probably. Yeah, and uh, they also... Uh, According to the police report or whatever the report, he, mm. he died at the hospital.
0: My God, yeah, because they don't want to report it as in the prison. Mm. That doesn't look good on them, right? Mm. Wow, and
1: you saw that. Do yeah. you know like what happened? Like what led to that? I, 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 it, there's so there's t- two thousand like three thousand inmates there. Oh, and so you didn't is, know the guy. I didn't know the guy. Oh, okay. and I didn't know what was I, 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 uh, from a friend of mine in in a dorm, tiny. Actually, the one person I know bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, his nickname was Tiny. That's saying a lot. And dude, was huge. Uh, yeah, he would make, you know, like, you make me look, he make, he'd make you look like me. Yeah. I mean, he'd be like... Anyway, uh, Tiny knew everybody because he'd done so much time and, and he also knew all the gangs. But he told me the story behind it. And I just happened to be there at that time because we have, uh, in the dorm, there's little areas. Uh, we call them rec areas. There's like a table, and, you know, windows, and nothing else. You can go in there and read a book. Mm-hmm. We like to go in there and play cards. So Tiny and I would get poker games going. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So we play poker all night.
0: And you got to read a
1: lot. Because I remember we when we first
0: met, a lot of our discussions were about books. Yeah. We were both reading a lot.
1: Yeah, I I, I need to get back. Because, you know, I'm a house rest now. I need to get back into it. It's just something that really... Occupies your mind, but yeah, real a lot more in prison. And this house arrest
0: is a long time. Do you, you want to tell the you want to tell the listeners what caused this house arrest? Because it is pretty ridiculous.
1: I was sleeping in my
0: truck. This one's from the sleeping in your truck. Mm-hmm. But last two years ago is when you drove your four wheeler or your cart onto the road and got mm-hmm. and a cop happened to be driving by. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you got clean. They didn't find anything in your system, and all of a sudden this hits you. Mm-hmm. That is just fascinating to me. How you can—I mean, you went to rehab. You—you know—you got clean. You did all the stuff you were supposed to do. Something like this comes back and bites you.
1: Put uh, in my—I went to rehab on my own. There's yeah. no court order. There's no anything like I did it out of fear, sick of being sick. I just wanted to do the right thing. And yeah, I checked myself in, and I actually worked twelve steps a while i just you
0: know part of this is to say that your situation is unfair i believe it's really unfair
1: i don't like i mean i understand i hate it when it's not because i keep making myself the victim yeah you know I, and i hate playing it because that gets me into more trouble
0: but and, you weren't you weren't like loaded on drugs you weren't drunk like they no just but there are you.
1: certain choices i could have made better yeah you know, if I look back on it, I'm really not the victim. If I would have just been an adult... Yeah. And I but at a- the same
0: time, from my point of view, you weren't driving drunk. You weren't shooting up heroin. No. You know, it was a freak. Like, you you fell asleep in your car in the driveway and it rolled backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just... The chances of that is just absurd, you know?
1: And, well, of course, the parking brake's broken and it's a manual. Yeah. You know, and I fell asleep and knocked the stick out or whatever. Yeah. And
0: the reason you did, and I don't want to go too far into this. I don't like to name names, but you know, you were trying to get away from a bad influence. Yeah, in your there life. was a bad
1: thing going on inside the house. So I was just a shaper now. So, that.
0: do you think that a lot of your problems in the past, especially, have been just associating with the wrong people?
1: Uh, like my shrink says, every time I get in trouble, there's a woman. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. It's not the I'd say the woman's fault. It's me. I make bad decisions. Yeah. Or you
0: let them emotionally manipulate you, you know.
1: Thinking with the wrong head.
0: Yeah. Which I mean that's a normal thing. I think everybody deals with that. I've I've definitely dealt
1: with it. But it's
0: it's just crazy that just everything comes together and, and this is where you're at.
1: And, I wish I was gay. You know? <laughs> It'd be so much easier. Right? <laughs> if I love to suck cock I could just Hey dude, what's up? Yeah, I make mean, I suck your cock. Oh, All right, great, great. Man, we got a great relationship. You know, this guy over here working. Oh, man. Just watch Star Paying Wars some all day. Bills, play Star Wars, sucking <laughs> cocks.
0: It's great. <laughs> so, okay. We'll wrap this up, but I just had a couple questions for you. Uh, if you could go back 10, 15 years and tell yourself, if you could get a time machine and go back and tell yourself something, what would you tell yourself? Hire Fred Vianna. Like right off the bat? Mm-hmm. Okay. If somebody is dealing with addiction and they're scared to take that step, what made you decide on your own? Because a lot of people, they get forced into these rehab clinics because the no. law.
1: Right. No one's going to no ever beat their addiction unless they truly are honest with themselves and want to quit for themselves, not for anybody else, not for their kids, not for their husband, for themselves.
0: Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are just sh- ashamed. Or they don't want it to air to the public. You know, do you have any advice for getting over that? Because uh, you have a lot to that's, lose. That's you know? the
1: two parts of you have to admit that you are truly powerless over mm-hmm. whatever said something says. You have to admit that you're powerless. Yeah, your brain does not work right. You are completely powerless. That's the one one thing, and the and the other key is you have to want it for yourself.
0: It must have been a big decision for you because I mean you're an owner of a really successful company people look up to you and it's like here i am going to rehab
1: like what was that like dude well it's not like it's broadcast out to the company no but people I mean, find out you know yeah, people. I'm, i hire a guy yeah what, <laughs> he
0: what, ended up robbing a bank what was going through your mind like did you did you deal with like the insecurities and like what if people what if this ruins me like did you deal with that
1: uh i was more worried about uh my girlfriend at the time courtney yeah uh but at the same time i was getting good advice like don't worry about her mm. worry about your goddamn self because if you don't fix your goddamn self she's not gonna want you yeah that's so,
0: crazy i mean that's awesome that you
1: went on your own and What's funny is she was the one that was so embarrassed i was in rehab really oh my god i it flipped me out when she's just like made this huge ordeal about me you know it was so embarrassing to her like that was so If
0: anything, ba- though, it's the opposite of I'm embarrassing. Like, you
1: were enabling me, woman, for yeah. like two years. You don't make, you don't, you're not embarrassed of someone for going to the
0: hospital. You know? I mean, why would you be embarrassed of someone trying to fix themselves?
1: Like, that doesn't make sense. That is so selfish. But she was so enabling. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like passing out at dinner at restaurants and I was, oh, I'm tired, worked a lot. That's the lamest excuse of all time. You don't pass out while you're eating pasta. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well,
0: um, I can't think of any other questions. I just, uh, I wanted to kind of use your experience here to, you know, it's interesting. Prison's interesting, even though it sucks. And I feel like there's something to be said for this. I feel like you could help somebody if they're going through something similar. And uh, is there anything you want to say as far as anything at all?
1: I don't want to get political cause that's whole other border, but I, I just think that prison reform or in general is just it's a broken a huge, system. It's completely broken, and people like me are getting treated like pedophiles. Yeah, you know, and, and that's
0: it's you're a successful guy, and you you follow the law, and you just it, it's just mind racking that this is where you're at after following the law. Just a chance. I mean, it, right. it's so. But I've insane. done
1: well in my fair share. You of have,
0: power. yeah. But, but
1: it, I come from a different generation to where that was accepted. Yeah, uh, uh, but also how old get, are you?
0: You're forty four. Forty four. Okay.
1: But also you have to work your tail off to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't have. You know, one area. Uh, you're. You have to maintain work and, and house and bills and. I mean that's that's what except and, and respect your elders. I, but uh, it's just my generation is. Like that, we don't care how much you get fucked up, or how much you do. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you yeah. Know, we and don't you never care. have hurt anybody, you know. No, never. I mean, you might have
0: enabled some people in your life, right? But that's just that's right. Part but of I'm being. I'm not
1: an enabler. I yeah. notice it right away, and I cut that. Yeah, <coughs> once it starts to happen. Right. So
0: that's interesting, man. I'm glad you uh, would talk to me and. Uh, we're at 30 minutes now. So I hope whoever listens to this can get an idea of uh, if you're struggling with something, take something from this. And uh, justice for John,
1: man. And Noah no and I are going to go tie our peepees in a knot.
0: Yeah. No, we're going to watch a movie. So that's what we're doing peepees in a knot. <laughs> All right.